Hosting for this podcast is made possible through mtgcast.com, which is supported by a generous contribution from quietspeculation.com, Magic's premier trading and financial news site. Hello again and welcome to the Mana Pool. Yay! Yay! This is... See, that was a pause for me to figure out what episode it is, but then I didn't go figure it out. Yay! Yay! So this is episode two... Seven... (laughs) (laughs) Dang it, man. This would be 275. There we go. Of the mana pool. And we are brought to you, as always, by CardShark.com, a better way to buy and sell collectible card games. Yay. And, <laughs> and that's all of that. You should totally go to CardShark.com and check them out. Because, you know, they're awesome like that. And they have a brand new cart optimizer that will save you money, most likely. Unless you are the best at picking out uh, cards to buy in the first place. And no offense, but you're probably not. So use the card optimizer. But I am Chewy, the lead dork, and with me as always are some other dorks. Dorks, sound off. It's Brian, the lead rambler, and if you think you know rambling, wait until you get to preview episodes. Um, spoiler. I tend to talk more than I usually do, because I'm like, oh, this car is great, and blah, 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 and somebody else is like, yeah, but don't you think, I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not done yet, blah, 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 so that's what I'm going to do. Uh, and Mike? I should start going now, oh. I mean, Mike. What? Go. Now hey, you've just confused me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm Mike, I'm the rules guy and the game lore guy, and while we're, and while we're talking about previews, I'll be coming up with what I'm pretty sure is the right way that these various things work when these other guys ask me questions about it. Most often, I am right. There have been a few times where I missed it, but that's just because I didn't read something all the way through, or there was some detail in the full rules text that we just didn't have yet. And I'm Dirk, the self-proclaimed greenest man alive and moral compass of the group, and I'm back! So, well, (laughs) thank you all. Forever or just for today? That this this episode has been brought to you by Chelsea went to her grandparents and took oh, the babies I bought with from her them before. Yeah, <laughs> both of the babies, and hopefully next week, same sort of thing will happen. Chelsea's going to her sisters in Charlotte, so I will hopefully be able to make it next week as well. Yay! At least that's the plan. <laughs> so how is the uh, the the double fathering life? It. There's a good thing that Chelsea and I do a lot of talking and do a lot of uh, tag teaming. Because <laughs> I don't know how, I mean, I honestly, I don't know how single parents can do it with more than one kid. Because I, I seriously think they would be nuts. I'm like driven right, nuts. I'm right there with you. And I don't, I've only got one kid. I have a lot of respect for single parents because I would be deeply frightened and insane. More insane. There we go. Er. <laughs> Ist. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> see. Say, say. Ooh, CC's. Actually, I don't like their pizza at all. I was going to say that, but... Yeah. Hey. So, 
Hey, no. buddy. Well, I've heard that it depends on which CCs you go to. Like the one in is really gross, but the one over in is is awesome. But I, yeah, I can't verify that myself. That's how it usually goes down. Oh, okay. But anyway, now we're talking about crap that no one cares about. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what we do. So, man. Send us an email with Send the hot CC's pizza nearby. Say, <laughs> <laughs> say. So, Brian. Yeah. Last week, we yeah. had Stibs on. Mm-hmm. That is not great. what this is about. Oh. Last week, we had Stibs on, and you wanted to do a Mad Lib, but yeah. we went long. Nope. I mean, yes. So, you, But you still have the Mad Lib, right? I do. And I have to say, I'm a little nervous about this one, and why I'm nervous, I'm not going to say until after you've chosen the cards, but I just really hope this doesn't offend anybody. Um, Ah! So, let's get started, shall we? Um, First of all, I have changed how this first one is worded, so maybe I won't get Mike's turn all the time. So, Ah! phase or step of turn... End of my turn. step of the turn. No. Ah. <laughs> I used to say turn, phase, or step, and people would be inserting commas and going, oh, Mike's turn. Because you would say it like that. You would say the comma. So, phase or step of the turn. End of turn. Okay. All right. Give me a creature type. Oh. Um, um, uh, warrior. Yeah, there we go. Give me a male legendary creature. <laughs> he's a guy, right? But yeah. he's not wearing a shirt, and no one freaked out, so he must be. Uh, well, I think one of the things said, uh, even his own flavor text, something about like, yeah, we got Avison back, but the downside was him or something. Like there was a cost, blah, blah whatever. Um, give me a white enchantment. Mm. Intangible virtue. Just to piss Brian off. Huh. Actually, that, it all fit, down. yeah, yeah, but that actually fits that really well. Huh. Um, give me an incarnation creature. Figure. Imagine give that. Me, yeah, I know. Give me a creature. Vampire Nighthawk. Damn. I'm trying to wait for you guys, but... Well, I was trying to finish this cracker, so I didn't go... <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Okay, Julie, are you ready? Uh, yes. Phaser step of the turn. Upkeep. Oh, Mike's this, turn. Okay, and this is right up Chewie's alley. Give me a black aura. Black has auras? Mm-hmm. In fact, we might even be making one. Oh, that's oh, new. Stab wound. Wait, was that is that the aura? Yes. Yay. Yeah, uh, that's cramps. Um, <laughs> cramps, then. <laughs> give me a blue instant. Can you believe I was actually about to shout sorcery, and I don't know why. <laughs> is sorcery an instant? <laughs> They you still need an instant? What? You still need an instant? Yes, yes, I do. Dream Fracture. That's a good one. All right, so who wants to hear yes on what Dirk's looking at this time? What is Dream Fracture? I don't know that one. I don't know. I have to hit the back button. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for, for, for two blue and one counter target spell, and 
the caster draws a card and you draw a card. Oh, that's cool. What's that from? Is that from Eventide? Yeah, uh, something like that. Something I like can that. see it now. It uh, had the weird egg on it, right? Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, breaking yeah. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, give me a sorcery, Mike. <laughs> Instant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just any sorcery. Kind of sorcery with flash. <laughs> um, uh, molten. Oh, damn it! What is that? Oh, come on. That thing with the kicker that can give itself split se- split second. What's that called? Molten Disaster? Molten Disaster, there you go. Okay, give me a card, any card. I don't think we can do that. Do what? What did did Dirk say? I was about to say Mind Slaver. That's a card. Wow. That's a card. This is going to be so bad. <laughs> all right, this is where we start to get into... All right, give me a Planeswalker card. Uh, oh. Eric. <laughs> I can't remember what his appellation is. I don't but, think he has one. All right, give me an Does old Planeswalker character of before the mending. Huh. Oh, the guy with the cat face. Um, Lord Lord Windbreaks. This is going to be so bad. (laughs) I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. All right, give me a zone of play. I don't know what... Oh, oh. (laughs) Eric (laughs) Jordan. Dark's turn. (laughs) Danger zone. (laughs) Do what? He said danger zone. (laughs) Uh, Highway. Wait, what, what did you actually say, Dirk? Commander zone. Oh, I thought I thought he said danger zone. I was like, yeah, the command zone. Yeah, yeah. that counts. Mm-hmm. All right, give me another zone. Ozone. <laughs> the hand. Give me a creature. Dun, 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 dun. Raging goblin. There you go. I really Sometimes miss the goblin gombies. He just raged. <laughs> Mostly, he just raged. Mostly. All right, give me a plane. <laughs> oh, no, wait. <laughs> what? I was making fun of Mike. I went, oh, no, never mind. I was actually about to say it, but I chose <laughs> not to. It was hard. One day we'll go a whole Mad Lib without using either Ogratha or Gristlebrand. <laughs> or Mike's turn. <laughs> <It's somehow> <laughs> 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 um... Okay, for real. The plane. Let's say Mercadia. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, give me a red sorcery or instant. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the one that's in my head. What's it do? What? It's, it, it blows up a land huh? and does damage to somebody, I think. Molten rain? Is that yeah 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 the the artifact yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how about that? Now <laughs> with twenty percent more molten cards, uh, give me a creature type. Let's nope. see. Um, Did you say molten? No, I just said no. <laughs> Wizard. Give me a white sorcery. Enchantment. 
that an actual white sorcery? No. <laughs> I thought it was funny, Mike. Thank you. It was pretty good. I disagree. <laughs> what are we looking for? That's because I had written down E-N-C, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're Dang looking it, for man. a white sorcery. Oh, how about uh, Route? There you go. Give me an artifact. I just gave you a white sorcery. Jeez, you're I'm, greedy. Yes, I am. Uh, Ivory Crane Nasuki. Yeah, that. Natsuki. Um, instant. What? Instant. Oh, I heard instep, and I was like, no? Um... Gather courage? Is that what I'm thinking of? The convoke growth thing? I think so. I'll look it up real quick. Let's see. Gather. Why I don't just start with gather open when we do this, I don't know. I know, right? I thought at least two of you already had it open, so. <sighs> nope, so just dirt. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Yeah, gather courage. Yep, it's instant. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me Is a, that the Convoke one? Yeah, uh, it's oh. a plus two, plus two with Convoke. Up a uh, Give me a creature. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, uh, 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 rabid Wombat. There you go. Give me a black card. Page the Untouchable. Racist. <laughs> Why's it gotta be a black card? Because this is the most offensive Mad Lib ever. Give me an arcane card. Um, oh. Sickening Shoal. Just to piss Brian off. Yay, puking fish. <laughs> I'm not looking at it. Alright, getting toward the end. Give me an artifact. Mindstone. Mindstone? Give me a green sorcery. Uh, Feature. Hate you so much. Overrun. <laughs> Give me an instant. Uh, rescue. Ooh, nice. Give me an incarnation creature. Uh, Not it. Filth. That's what I was thinking. Give me an instant. You're always thinking that, though. <laughs> um, um, boomerang. And give me a keyword. <sighs> Flying. All right. Um, the first thing I'm going to say before I even read this is you guys reminded me of this a couple times with some of the racist comments. I have to say... I was in court today, and it was before they read the calendar, so it was very early, and I'm kind of joking around with the DA, and he said, man, I wish we could move some of these cases, and I pointed to the stack of cases, and each case is represented by a, um, a file, and the files are color-coded, white ones are misdemeanors that are non-traffic, uh, and then yellow are DWIs, and brown sort of yellowish are traffic cases that aren't DWI. 
and I just pointed to half of the bucket just there enough about a quarter and I said well then this half is innocent and this half is guilty and he's like yeah let's just do it all the white ones are innocent (laughs) (laughs) and I stopped and I looked at him and the victim witness coordinator looked at him and we're like "Uh and he's like yeah and the brown ones could be and I'm like stop talking (laughs) and he's like why I don't under Oh, <laughs> it was great. He had he he had no idea what he was saying until, and he was like, oh. and I'm like, it's okay. I won't tell anybody. So now I'm telling everybody. Everybody. <laughs> okay. Worldwide. And if you think that's offensive, then you really shouldn't read. You shouldn't listen to what's about to happen. Um, the mana pool does not endorse one religion over another, and we do not seek to degrade any holidays. So. This one is entitled Wait, Sol- what? You mean the mana pool like as a corporation, right? Because I totally do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Chewy yeah. This one is entitled Solemn Holidays. I wonder if I can get through this. Alright. <clears throat> Good end of turn, ladies and warriors. It is I, Father Gristlebrand, of the Church of Intangible Virtue. Oh. Hell I don't believe him. <laughs> Draw seven. <laughs> While I know that most of you are vigored vampire nighthawks, it is a sad fact that many churchgoers in this day and upkeep are decidedly stab wound. To that, to that end, I am here to dream fracture you on the basic aspects of our religion. Today's lesson is on the holy days or holidays of the Church of Molten Disasters. This is especially relevant as we just celebrated the high holiday of Mind Slaver Sunday. <sighs> this day marks the anniversary of when Raoul Zarek, the only child of Lord Windgrace, allowed himself to be sent to the command zone, only to be returned to the hand days later. What the hell, <laughs> <laughs> Lesser known are other holidays. <laughs> There's Raging Goblin Fest. <laughs> where, <clears throat> There's Raging Goblin Fest, where the entire population of Mercadia gathers together to molten rain every wizard they can find. <laughs> <laughs> There's the day of rout. <laughs> There's the day of rout, where thousands of ivory crane suitcases are collected to gather courage the multitude of poor, rabid wombats in the world. Oh. Few celebrate the nearly pagan holiday of Phage the Untouchable, where shadowy rituals of sickening soul are explored and enjoyed behind closed mindstones. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, the year ends with the age-old celebration of Overrun, a grand feast that acknowledges the rescues of the past year <laughs> and the promise of filth in the year to come. <laughs> 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 mm. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening to today's lesson. Please boomerang for tomorrow's when we discuss the sins of flying. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. But I am a registered horrible person. Yeah, as long as I don't end up going to a bad place for the part where Ral Zarek, the only son of Lord Windgrace, uh, allowed himself to be sent to the command zone, only to be returned to the hand days later. <laughs> I was writing this, and I'm like, this can be so bad. And this actually was not the worst it could have been. So, <laughs> well, You want us to do it again? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good. I'm looking forward to this year's Raging Goblin Fest. Just be sure to molten rain every wizard you can find. Because <laughs> they deserve it. Mm. I mean, Mike doesn't want to celebrate Babes the Untouchable, though. No, all those sickening shoals. Not appealing. Mm. Dang it, man. <sighs> so that was fun. Yay. I mean, I'm offended. Ooh. <laughs> or something. Let's go with something. Hmm, so now what? I like gather courage, but that's why I still have gather opening too. Uh were there new were there news items that we talk about before um, we move to the next half of the episode? I don't I don't know of any, but then I wasn't paying attention uh, either. I mean, they've, they've announced some of the stuff like the packaging for Dragon's Maze. Ooh, I don't think we really need to cover that. Yeah, I just um, couldn't say anything else. Uh, the Star City yes. Keep going. The Star City Invitational Open happened. It was kind of neat to watch. I watched some of the games and Jerry Thompson um, won, and there was an interesting section in... There's an interesting game in the quarterfinals where the his opponent it's legacy keep in mind and his opponent goes first and plays something he plays like a land and then on his opponent's turn two they go sneak attack Emrakul and Jerry won that game at one life. Hmm. I like the fact that he got hit with a turn two Emrakul and he won. I like that. That's cool. That's pretty good. <clears throat> I guess when you're only having to sacrifice like. Ooh, permanence is not that big of a hit. <laughs> no, but it's also 15 life. Yeah, well. In a, in a format where, like, you're sacking lands to get other lands to pay to life to, yeah. Yeah, in a format where you're starting at 16. <laughs> he was at 2, and he played a fetch land, and the commentators are like, well, he's not going to crack that, and he's like, crack that? And they're like, oh! <laughs> you can't just because that Because then... The important thing was he had a force of will in hand, and then he, when he did that, he wasn't going to be able to uh, cast. It. Okay. But with this, but with the. Uh, yeah, with sneak attack force sneak of will. In play, yeah. 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 So yeah, it was fun to watch. Chewy, did you watch any of it? <laughs> or have you talked this to death on Monday Night Magic? Probably neither. Just uh, well, we did talk about it quite a bit, but there was actually a deck I wanted you guys to to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think it was in the Invitational, though. I think it was in the Open. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. <clears throat> uh, Reanimator versus Reanimator in the finals. And in fact, did you hear about this? The uh, the no. last the last game of the finals, 
Nope. Um, so they go to the finals of the Star City Open, the standard, and one pl- the one player wanted to play in an online PTQ that was starting in like an hour. So he's like, hey, can we go to game three? I'll give you game one and you get game two. Or, or, or we- if we go to game three, I'll let you be on the play. And the opponent is like, it's okay with the judges. And the judges were like, sure. So we they started on game three. Hmm. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, making an agreement about concessions during a match isn't against any rules. No. As long as you're not trying to offer, you know, prize or bribe someone. Yeah. So, oh, is this uh, door fog? Yeah. This. Uh, so Travis Wu uh, took twelfth at the Star City Open portion, not the uh, Invitational, playing Turbo Fog. With a door to nothing this time. Yeah, and Jeremy uh, actually talked about this at length on Monday Night Magic because I looked at it and I'm like, I don't get it. And he said, basically for the first three or four turns, you are you hope you don't die because you're taking all the damage to the face. And then you start Fog, Snapcaster Fog, you know, Supreme Verdict, Ramp, 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 Ramp. And eventually yeah. you just door them out of the game. And I was like, um, what? What? <laughs> So he's running door to nothingness as his win condition. Yeah, one copy between both the main deck and the sideboard. And looking at this, that is the only win condition in the main deck. Yeah, I mean, turbo fog decks can sometimes win just by decking their opponent, but this has so much card draw. Sphinx's Revelation. Um, yeah, this has no milling at all in the main deck. Yeah, this deck no. can't. Well, even turbo fogs don't do always even mill. Sometimes they just do it through. Um, oh, what's the um, sub so, uh, like Howling Minds? But this deck can't, Mind, yeah. can't do that. This deck doesn't no. have those cards. It doesn't have I, those I cards. I just realized that it doesn't make the opponent draw more cards, and it only has like Sphinx's Revelation and Urban Evolution things to make you draw more. So yeah, so you pretty much have to win with the door to nothingness. So you're pretty much yeah. all in. But who's in the running? sideboard, it's got Thrag Tusks and Psychic Spiral and Borborygmos and Jace and Vraska. Yeah, for when they don't have any answers to any of because yeah. they boarded it's out everything. A second Ragdos's return for another way to burn them to the face. So there's yeah. the sideboard has lots of other ways to beat them in if they need to, yeah. but in the main deck, it's just a door to nothingness. And the more I looked and, at it, and three Snapcaster Mages. Yeah, because you're gonna get there with three Snappies. Yeah. But the more I looked at this, the more I thought this was really cool and probably the most obnoxious deck to play against in the history of the game. But no, yeah. not really. No, no, and and probably I feel kind of a little. I, I yeah, wow. Uh, I love that the environment is one where this can actually take 12th place. I think that's great. And while I do applaud the um, the innovation, I have to feel a little bad for the opponent that is tested and tested and knows exactly what they're expecting and sits down. And has to play this and is like, uh, blah, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> what just happened? So not a whole lot of sympathy for him because that's one of the great things is you're never going to know exactly what you're playing against. But um, but still, a little bit like, where did that come from? So, yeah. Okay, well. And also, while we're on the, the open, uh, yeah. Jack's friend, Jake Humphreys, who is very sexy. I mean, uh, is very sexy. Uh, anyway, he took fourth with an Esper control deck. 
And Jake was a really cool dude uh, when I met him at uh, Charlotte and in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Jake was pretty awesome. So not so yeah. much anymore. And and he well he still is I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Well he's not because he didn't. Jack didn't even know that he went to the uh, open in Atlanta, much less took freaking fourth. And Jack was like, "What the hell, dude?" He texted him while we were recording. That was like in, in all caps. So he was text yelling at him. So, but it was pretty funny. But, yeah, because I read off the names, and Jack was like, "I'm wait, who? I was like, Jake Humphreys. He's like, my Jake? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one in the entire world. It's not quite as bad, but it was, it's close to if, you know, like Mike top forward one of these and just didn't bother to tell and us. didn't tell us? <laughs> Yeah, then we like, have to dude, kill. you did what? Oh, right. I, uh, We'd have to kill it. Did I not tell you guys that? Damn it, man! <laughs> yeah, it was some city I went to. <laughs> the city with people? How could you? How? Could I you? think I saw one. <laughs> but anyway, so I just thought that was pretty cool because Jake is, is a really cool guy, and he took fourth, and yay, he's been working on this Esper control deck for a long time. So yay. But I don't see anything else of any sort of any kind of news, even slightly at all. So and we know why everybody's here, and we know why we're here because let's face it, previews. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. I, previews jumped out of nowhere at me. They were like, "Hey, look, Ralz Eric," and I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" I, I completely <laughs> forgot they were starting this week. Yeah, well, but they actually started previewing cards because, frankly, I was starting to get a little concerned as this was shaping up to be a set without any cards in it, and I was just really disappointed all in all with the direction the game has been taking and blah, blah, blah. Now that I got all that making fun of you people out there out of the way, <laughs> we can continue. I give you a B for effort. Well, I mean, now that we've only seen, let's see, if you don't count the the 20 other cards, the lands that we know about, the Guild Gates and the Shocks. Uh, so we've seen, well, of what, like 8, 9, 12 cards, something? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I don't like this set at all. This is terrible. <laughs> oh, it's awful. We've seen an appreciable percentage, and it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so... So... Ralz Eric? Well, do we want to... I don't know if we really need to go over all of the mechanics because all of the mechanics for each of the guilds are from from this walk are back. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, um, they are. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, because I mean, the reason I ask is because I have seen none in, in any the of mechanic, the cards thus far. In the mechanics article. Oh well, I didn't it read. Says that. they're all back, and in fact, it, it it actually says at the bottom, you know. These are back from Return to Ravnica block. For more information, click on the Return to Ravnica uh, mechanics page, and the same thing for Guild Pact. So, yeah. But there is one completely new mechanic. But Ralzeric. You really want to talk about Ralzeric? Yeah, I really want to talk about Ralzeric. Okay, well then why don't you talk about Ralzeric? <laughs> well, what, what are we going to use as a resource or a method for talking about these? Uh, I... Got, well, since there's only one page of them, I've got the forum thread up. Okay. I'm, I'm either way. I'm. Yeah. There, there's really not a lot at this point. So. Yeah. But this is well, the only place that they're all at that we're sure they're official. Okay. Yeah. But I got to read Relzeric on Monday Night Magic, so someone else actually read Relzeric, and then I will continue to gush. Hey, Dirk, why don't you read Relzeric? 
Alrighty. <clears throat> so Raul Zarek, for two, a blue and a red, he's a mythic planeswalker, that's a Raul. He has a, uh, it's, he has a, what is it, the four, the... Starting the, loyalty. The loyalty, that's what I was looking for. His plus one ability, tap target permanent, then untap another target permanent. Okay? Mm-hmm. Negative two. Raul Zarek deals three damage to target creature or player. Not bad. Negative seven for his third ability. Flip five coins. Take an extra turn after this one. After this one for each coin that comes up hits. What? Ah. <laughs> yep. I I literally had the reaction of um. I'm reading this art, I'm reading the article that's covering this that Mark Rosewater wrote, and he doesn't mention one dang thing about the card. It's just at the bottom, it's like, oh, here's this. And I'm reading the first ability, I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm reading the second ability, I'm like, hey, that's a lightning bolt. And I read the last ability, and I'm like, flip five coins. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna hate this, aren't I? And then I'm like, take a And I just started, every set, there's one card where I literally just start bursting out laughing. Out loud while I'm reading the card, and this said this was the card, and I was like, "Oh!" I, I, I think I then proceeded to make burbling sounds for like five minutes. I was like, "Hugh, yay, burbles!" I, I really like how the last one is counts the number of heads instead of counts the number of flips that someone calls correctly. Yeah. Because then if things don't go your way, you can just be you know kind of pissed off about getting bad luck instead of instead of feeling awful for being a big stupid head for guessing wrong so many times. I guess. I never <laughs> thought about it that way, but I, I I agree. I think it just feels a little cleaner that way. Yeah. And you don't have questions about, like, when do you call it? or You don't even have to call it. You just flip it. Yeah, that's a good so, point. You don't have to have an argument about how the ability is evolving when you're in the middle of it. <laughs> you flip that too fast. I didn't get a chance to, to call it. Or So... Usually when we cover um, Planeswalker cards, we say not to emphasize the ultimate too much. Uh, while these first two abilities are certainly noteworthy, especially, you know, two lightning bolts, mm-hmm. if, um, it is impossible to discuss the potential of this card without discussing that final ability because on average that's, what, 2.5, so 2 or 3, that's a time stretch or yeah. more... Like, I don't want to say you're guaranteed to get one, but you're almost guaranteed to get one. Yeah. Like, if I, you roll, f- uh, flip five coins and don't get a single heads, well, you know, damn. <laughs> what did you, you do wrong sh- earlier that day? I know. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have shuffled up today. <laughs> Maybe you should stop punching babies. So. No, don't, don't stop punching babies. What? I, yeah, the, the thing about his is that Let's say you do get the five, like magically, you huh. got five heads. This, his ability, almost, he's two turns away from restacking himself to do it again. Holy yeah. crap. If you left him alive when you did the minus seven. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting that this is on a Planeswalker card because Planeswalker cards are one of the permanent types that gets the most benefit out of extra turns because they are so locked in at that one activation a turn, your turn, um, that, yeah, it's beneficial to get extra attack steps, you get more uses out of your lands, 
But those are things you can also manipulate in other ways. You can get extra attack steps with uh, Alaria. You can get, uh, you know, un- extra untaps with Seaborn Muse, those sorts of things. But there's almost no way to get extra use out of Planeswalkers without taking extra turns. And this is like, hey, I'm a Planeswalker, I can get you extra turns. I'm like, obvious cat is obvious. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a very good sort of um, combination thing. So... I forget about even forget about even having him around anymore after you do this. You get two more turns, so that's two more activations of Gideon, or two more activations of Jace, or two more activations of Oh God, uh A third thing. Yeah. So Tybalt! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you should be. <laughs> even Tybalt is like, hey, don't bring me into this. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, and again, this is one of these cards where I feel like we could talk about it forever and just talk about all the crazy things it could do out of getting extra turns. But hey, at worst, you play it down and you're like, I guess I'll have to lightning bolt something. Um, it, it kind of passes the protect itself test because, well, first of all, the first thing I noted about it is that it costs four. I'm like, okay, it costs four. So it's probably good. Most of the ones that cost four are pretty good. Uh, but then it can, you know, nuke things. So. Yeah. The yeah, tapping. The, go ahead. Yeah, you were about to start saying it, so go ahead. The tapping ability is good, and I like the fact that it untaps. It feels very red-blue, you know? It, it feels like this is something that red-blue does. Um it is good for giving your guys pseudo-vigilance, but you always have to keep in mind... I mean, my, the first thing I thought of when I saw it was the sort of um, Tamiyo ability. This doesn't keep them locked down for a turn, so don't fall into that trap. Is that yeah. what you were going to say? Yes, it was. Yeah, this yeah, is not removable. It doesn't protect him. No. It is, it is... It helps you get through... Uh, by tapping down a dude, but it's also blue-red ramp. Yes, it is. Because it can untap a land. Yes, it can. Or an artifact. Or an artifact. Or an enchantment. Or a plane's... Wait. Yeah, but it can untap a land. Although it is uh, sorcery speed, so you have to be careful about that when when you're trying to do things at instant speed. So, and I'm thinking mostly about, like, for combat tricks and things like that. You can't go... And I've got seven mana. You don't really have seven mana. You've got six mana, and then you you can activate the ability when you don't have anything on the stack. Right. Right. Correct. Maybe. Do you have anything else to say about Rouser? I I really like him. I'm not really familiar with the character because he was introduced in Duels, and I played the latest Duels game, but he wasn't in it. Well, I mean, he he was just a name. <laughs> he was an is it a place to put an is it deck? Because it's not like the things in Duels have character or anything; they're just there. Okay, it just seemed like I I kept hearing people like we want Ralzeric, we want Ralzeric. I'm like I don't know anything about this guy. I it's because if he, he was an is it planeswalker is the and only reason. Like yeah. is it? People okay. love is it. Okay. Uh, I no no problem. I'm not knocking the it. I've come to the realization that no matter how much I fight it, I am blue red. It just yeah, I am. But, Dang it, man! 
Dang it. The first step is admitting you have a problem. <laughs> and I definitely have a problem. But um, I just wasn't sure where all of this, like, was coming from. So, okay. I think because he's because he's blue-red and because he does a little bit of ramp and lightning bolts and maybe take extra turns, I might try to slot him into my Grixis deck if I can get maybe maybe even just one copy of him. He's rampant burn, yeah. And and against a control mirror where they're not putting pressure on you, it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe just one. That'll be interesting. And then if he works, you can throw in another one. Yeah. Yeah. I like this plan. Yeah. (laughs) So, did you want to talk about Fuse there, Big? Sure. I had to get the elephant in the room out of the way. Ah. Uh, it's bad, Brian. <laughs> everybody's thinking it now. It's out of the way. Um, put on these earrings. So I'm trying to get back to the. Here we go. I navigated away. So fuse is an ability that shows up on certain split cards. Yes, split cards are back. And again, I'm assuming if you're listening to the show, you have some idea of of seeing some of this before. So if, in case you didn't know, split cards are back. And that's awesome because split cards are always awesome. And how do you what's, make them? What's a split card? A split card is a normal size card, but it actually has two halves. And when you cast it, it looks like it looks like two distinct cards, on tiny cards, on the same physical card, and they're next to each other lengthwise. And when you cast it, you choose one of those cards, and you cast it as though it was a normal card. Um, and it resolves like it's a normal card. It basically gives you versatility. Uh, they were originally printed in Apocalypse and in they, Invasion. In Invasion. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't realize they were that early in. Yeah, Apocalypse the was when they started with the enemy colored ones, right? Yeah, Invasion had ally color splits, and Apocalypse, the last set of the same block, had enemy color splits. Okay. And then they came back with um, gold ones in Dissension. And was that, that really the next time they showed up? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yep. Um, wow. Yeah. And so now Wait, we're getting... there weren't any in Pact? No. Okay. There <laughs> were some in Time Spiral, like like Planar Chaos, but those were only red, and both sides were red. It was like Little Spell and Big Spell, like Boom Bust. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have split cards. We have some that are... Uh, one half is one color, one half is another color, and we have some, and those are uncommon, and there are some that are two colors, and the other half is two different colors, and those are at rare. But all the ones we have seen so far, although perhaps not all the split cards in the set, but all the ones we have seen so far have fuse, which says... I kind of doubt they would mix fuse and non-fuse, just to keep confusion down. Yeah. Yeah. Prob- I'm I'm just playing it safe, but I agree with Mike. Fuse says you may cast one or both halves of this card from your hand. So when you the easiest one to to, to talk about is wear and tear because it's the simplest and it's the cheapest. Yeah. Um, wear says, uh, and and you always read them this card and this card. So wear and tear, that sort of thing. And something is very distracting. Ah. 
Where is basically shatter. It's for one and a red, instant, destroy target artifact. Tear, for one white, instant, destroy target enchantment. Uh, which is what, demystify? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you can pay, you can pay one in a red and play where, or you can play white and play tear. Or, if you have both targets, you can pay one in a red and a white and play them, play where and tear fused and get both halves. And that's already pretty good for wear and tear because that's what we call two for one. And then it gets better when we talk about these other fuse cards. It kind of does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toil and Trouble is uh, a Rakdos one. The one Brian was talking about was obviously a Boros one being red and white. It almost makes me want them to print Bubble and <laughs> Bubble. Yeah, probably not. No. Um, so Toil and Trouble. Uh, toil is the, the the black half for a black and two, a sorcery. Target player draws two cards and loses two life. Trouble is costs a red and two for a sorcery. Trouble deals damage to target player equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. So you can draw some cards or burn someone a little bit or burn someone some more, or do all kinds of crazy stuff. Because the targets don't have to be the same player in the case of Toil and Trouble. Right. If you want to make it the same player, you know, to just burn someone a whole lot, you can do that. Um, They did say in the mechanics article, you always follow the instructions on the left hand first, the left Mm -hmm. card first, and then the ones on the right. So, which is probably making it more simple, because if you're doing it right, if you're going to hit them with both of these, you gotta you want the toil part to happen first. Right. Um but that is the case for all of these. And at first that really bugged me. I was like, well, if toil goes on the stack first, then wouldn't it resolve last? But these are not and then I it did. There's something else to remember is these are not going on the stack as two separate cards. They're going on the stack as one card. Yeah, it's it's one spell with both sets of characteristics. Which also means if I play Toil and Trouble fused, you cannot respond to Toil before Trouble resolves. It is You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. I think we've got one more fusion card here. Chewie hasn't covered a card yet. This thing, this is, this thing is so stupid. So... Glimpse of Nature is awesome. It's called Glimpse of Nature Birds. <laughs> Beck and call. Oh, dude, check it out. The uh, the text box even has little arrows pointing at each other. I just yeah, noticed that. Yeah, so that's what my, that's what my joke was. You didn't notice that? I did not. All that's right. what that joke was that I posted that image for. There's an image? Oh, yeah, I didn't even... I didn't get it. I just thought you were making a fusion joke. Oh, Lord. My bad. So I also didn't get that. Ha! Oh, what the hell? Slut box? Why Obviously, my joke us? wasn't... Obviously, my joke wasn't funny because I had to explain it. <laughs> no, no. Just, now that I, I see it, it's it was, freaking I hilarious. Was, I just thought it was an appropriate picture. I was like, hey, yeah. I didn't realize, like, oh, wait a minute. Those are the two fingers pointing at each other, and neither one is bent. So. Anyway, so this is called Beck and Call. <coughs> uh, Beck is rare. Beck costs a green and a blue. 
as a sorcery and says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield this turn, you may draw a card, which is a slightly different version of Glimpse of Nature. It's a better version, but it does not cost necessarily. More. Well, no, that yeah, it's a different version. There you go. That's what I said. And then there is Call, which costs four, a white and a blue, and it says, put four, four. One one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. So if you fuse them for eight, then you get four birds and four cards. And for eight mana, that's pretty freaking good. Yeah, that's that's actually fair. Allow me to clarify. I I did say it it was better, and the, one of the reasons it's not better is because glimpse of nature says whenever you cast a creature spell. So if you cast a creature spell. Then you draw a card. If you cast a creature spell and, like, Thragtusk, after you have resolved Glimpse of Nature and they counter it, you still get to draw a card. That's not the same as Beck. One of the reasons the Beck is different is because it says whenever a creature, period, your creature, their creature, creature token, creature, uh, yeah, monkey, creature. Monkey creature monkey, token. Yeah. Uh, hermit crab. Hermit crab. Um, enters the battlefield. You draw a card, even if it's not your creature. Hmm. But it's also a sorcery, so unless you're doing some shenanigans or you're playing, like, a team game, and they're like, okay, here, let me play um, something to get an instant speed creature, like something we'll talk about later. Uh, uh, Glimpse is a sorcery, too, though, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just pointing out the fact that Glimpse only counts your creatures. Oh, you can't with. cast it in response to an opponent... Going, I'm gonna scatter the seeds. You're like, whoa. Well, no, I mean, and again, no, I'm just emphasizing the fact that even though Beck is more open than Glimpse in terms of who owns the creature, you're not gonna have too many situations where other people are getting creatures on your turn, unless it's something like you kill their Thrag Tusk. There's a lot of things these cards don't say. And we just covered most of them. <laughs> I was, and, and Brian and Chewy are hell bent on listing every last one of them. They also don't say. My turn. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan, in case you can't tell, I'm not a huge fan of Call. I don't think it's bad. It's a little pricey. It's a little pricey. I mean, I can think of worse things to do than to put these together uh, and get four flyers and four spell, uh, four, four cards, but even then, it's almost like I'd almost rather get like two bigger guys and two cards. So... We'll see. I'll get blown out by it. I'll be like, I hate that card. I think Clues pointed out that Beck and Cole will probably get fused a lot more in limited play if the format is not stupid fast. Because playing either one of those in limited is going to be really good. Putting them together is just going to be murder. Yeah. Yeah, Limited limited will be all three sets. and And Depending on what happens, people might be forced into playing at least three colors. And, you know, I mean, I, I I guess it could show up in standard a little bit fused if the ramp is there. Because you think about it, uh, something else from watching the open is a lot of people in Legacy were both in the standard and in the Legacy open were playing Lingering Souls. Because sometimes you just want a bunch of tokens to get in the way. And that's what Call is, so... I'm, I'm thinking that some people might experiment um, in band control decks by maybe replacing one copy of Sphinx's Revelation with Beck and Call, and just doing that. 
because it does a lot of the same um, for you. One thing I want to point out, it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about, hmm, but Sphinx's revelation works better with Snapcaster. Uh, Fuse only works when you play it from your hand. So you play Beck and Call, it's in your graveyard, next turn you go, I get Snapcaster and I target Beck and Call. Mm-hmm. Um, you cannot fuse them, you have to pick one. Mm. Because you're playing it, you're casting it from your graveyard. So, sorry Snapcaster Mage, you're pretty much as good as you always were, but not as good as you could have been with stupid stuff. Yeah. Are we good? I think so. If you think we are. I think we need to talk about Deputy of Acquittals, because this guy is my job. (laughs) This is what I do. Deputy of Acquittals uh, might as well be a human lawyer, but he's a human wizard. He's a common, and he costs a white and a blue. So he says Aureus. For a white and a blue, he's a 2-2 with flash, which isn't bad. And then when he enters the battlefield, you may return another creature, another target creature you control to its owner's hand. So it reminds me of the white main lion, which for one and a white was a 2-2. When it enters the battlefield, you had to return a creature uh, to your hand. So that was kind of the drawback of you can play him and he's got flash and you can flash him out. But if he's your only creature, you have to return him to your hand. This, you... It has to be another creature. You can't get hijinks with playing this guy over and over again unless you've got two of them. Um, and it's not required. So you're not forced into a situation where you're like, I want to get this guy out, but I don't want to bounce it. Sometimes, sometimes, like with Snapcaster Mage, sometimes you just want a dude. And there you go. And his flavor text is, everyone deserves a day in court. So he's a defense attorney, and he saves his client by sending them to hand, where <laughs> they can be so killed by Rakdos's return. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard to hide from that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is cute. It's a little bear. Yeah, and he's common. He's common. Which means wow. you're probably gonna see this a lot <laughs> yeah. when, if you're playing limited. This is the only common we've seen so far. So, well, that's, that's what I hate about uh, small sets. Is there's only the two weeks of previews, so they're like rares, 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 mythics. Oh look, oh, yeah, mythic. uncommon. <laughs> yeah, they they give the they give the limited article guy something that you'll actually see in a game, but you, of course then you only see two cards that way. So. <laughs> So uh, now we've got a lot of other flavorful, spicy stuff. Um, what do we want to talk about next? I'll do the Master up. of Cruelty. Well, we right. forgot. Yeah, we forgot the the weird wizard. Yeah, Melek. But since Dirk okay. already started reading something, Dirk can go ahead. We'll back up later. All right. Uh, Master of Cruelties. For three black and a red, it's a mythic demon that's a 1-4. He has First Strike... And Death Touch, and he can only attack alone. So Master Cruelties can only attack alone. Whenever Master Cruelties attacks a player and isn't blocked, that player's life total becomes one. Master Cruelties assigns no combat damage to this combat. What the hell, dude? 
I, wow. I have been so back and forth on this card so many times, and I think I've ultimately decided I really like it. Because it seems kind of punishing. By the time you get to five mana, he's a 1-4. And immediately, 1-4 demon? You're like, it's a horned turtle demon? I don't understand. <laughs> and then you're like, first striking death touch. Okay. And then the fact of the matter is, the reason I didn't like him at first is Master of Cruelties can't kill you. It doesn't matter if he attacks and you're already at one. He can't kill you. And I was like, uh, and then he's the only one that can attack, and they can jump block it forever, and blah, 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 blah. And then I started thinking, how bad Wait, is it? Wait, they can't jump block it forever. That, But that that's what I was getting toward. Oh, okay. Like, how bad, do, well, and that was my initial impression, but you start thinking about it, and how bad does it start to feel like, all right, well, I've got a chump here, and I'll, you know, swing my other guys, whatever, and he's attacking again. I'm like, all right, well, I have to throw this guy in front of it, and I have to hold back some my guy. I'm okay. Now I'm going to have to lose my really good guy. And it's first strike and death touch. So only a couple of things are going to, you know, actually be able to deal with this. And pretty soon you're going to be in a position where it's just more profitable for them to attack with everything else and just leave him back. Or you're going to be in a position where he gets through and he's red. You know what red does? It burns you. So he's like, attack alone? You're like, all right, go to one. And you're like, all right. What's a red spell? The, the skull crack. Or or we shock. don't have shock right now, do we? Shock no, it's, is, it's searing spear. Searing, right, searing right. spear. You know, that sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm dead now. So I, I've, I've come to, and, and then there's the thought, if you want to get really tricksy and you're in Grix's colors of, of like Way of the Thief or something like that, and you're like, swing, you're at one, because it meets the, it meets the condition. He attacks and isn't blocked. Congratulations, you're at one. You lose. Toil. But it is at least nice to, uh, toil. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, Dirk. Now damn it, that's funny. Toil or trouble, as long as I've got at least one card in hand. So yeah. But it is a, it is a little funny to me that if he's your only guy and you don't have a way to burn him out, he can't kill him, but that's okay. This is a neat card. I, I, there's a there's a big Johnny part of me that's just happy that they are willing to print cards like this because this almost reminds me a little bit of like Lord of Tressorhorn, sort of like do all this crazy stuff to get into play, but it's got this really weird kind of great ability later. And like, was it is it the paladin, the the evil paladin guy that? Yeah, Limdol's paladin. I love Limdol's paladin. He, he's like, what if he if he gets blocked, he's huge. If he doesn't get blocked, they take damage automatically or something, kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Something, yeah. So it harkens back to those things. I'm like, yeah. I told you I was going to talk a lot. Does anyone else have anything to say about this? I might have, but I think you said it already. It's what I do. I'm sorry. I realize. Yay, new sets. I really can't tell. I'm with Brian's original thought. I can't tell if I like the Master of Cruelties or not. There is something about, like, uh, I can't attack with anybody else. But I guess then you keep playing guys, and they if they keep losing guys, then you're getting ahead in creatures. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, at some point, if it's just more profitable to attack with all your guys, you're like, swing with everybody else. And then he's a 1-4 with first strike and death touch on defense. Yeah, I get the feeling that's what he's going to be doing um, most of the time while you're attacking with 
actual dudes. And then when the situation changes, then you'll think about attacking with him. Hello? Am I off the call? Oh, okay. There you are. No? Hello? Everybody suddenly just completely stopped talking, and, and I didn't even hear the buzz in the background anymore. Oh, I hate uh, all of you. <laughs> you made me think I dropped off the call again. I muted, I muted the call because Carrie came in and asked me a question. I thought I was being polite, and I'm like, oh, okay. I don't hear anybody in the background. Mike said something. I didn't hear what it was. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought I had fallen off, too. I'm like, guys. <laughs> Is Dark there? Dark, you're muted. Dirk must have. Oh, won. okay. Dirk's, Dirk's busy. Okay. Okay. So. Not like dirty busy. Okay. It, well. Damn. <laughs> Why you gotta be all in his business? <laughs> let, let's get let's give him a sec to. Oh man, you guys want to take a doing. break? Yeah. Do we even? Be. Do we need to? I mean, like we're. Well, yeah. We, we can. It's, it's a, okay. Yay! Let's all take a break into the lobby. Yeah. Let's all go. See, my problem is I was going to look for some music. And then, oh, here it is. Do I have the word maze in it? I do not have the word maze in any music. Piece of crap. don't have Amazing Grace? That doesn't have the word maze in it. No, no, you're not. Shut up. (laughs) Dang it, man. Okay, here we go. Since it's a dragon's maze. You see? Yes. We're going to play some, uh, how about Assault of the Silver Dragons by the Black Mages. That seems good. Oh, that's from Final Fantasy IX, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's from Final Fantasy IX? Well, there you go, then. So we'll throw a piece of that in here, and we'll be right back. Sometimes I want to say this is the music we're using, and then play eh, "It's a Small World After All" just to piss people off. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts. Lady. And maybe throw some some freaking gotye in there. Have you noticed that people either really love uh, somebody that I used to know, or they really hate it? There's no middle ground. I thought oh, it was Steve. Right. Now that's running through my head. <laughs> yeah, before I knew before I knew who it was, I also thought it was um a, some Sting song that I hadn't heard before. You thought it was Sting? Yeah. I just can't picture that. Whoa. Or Phil Collins. I, I, I thought it was Phil Collins for a little while too. I could maybe see Phil Collins, but not Sting. What about Stang? What if it was Stang? And Stang Twin is the one doing the never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You are Shame. somebody I used to know because <laughs> you're, you're <me>. my twin. <laughs> but then I had to leave the battlefield, and I don't know you anymore. Oh, so now you're I, just a token that I used to know. <laughs> What's oh, wrong there's with gonna us? be a cover of that song now. That wasn't funny at all. We're stupid. So, <laughs> so where were we? We were. Well, you wanted to go ahead and talk about the. Um, is it? Oh yeah, Champions? the weird wizard. Yeah, we need to He is so weird. Wizard. What was that sound, Brian? Was that good or bad? Well, 
Well, let's let Mike read the card and we'll find out. No, oh, okay. All right. Uh, Melek, is it Paragon? Yes. I'm sorry. I tried to stop and I couldn't. <laughs> That's okay. That one was actually worth it. Slightly. Um, yeah, apparently this guy was was special made by the Izzet to run the maze. Um, so Melek costs a total of six, four, a blue, and a red. And he's a legendary weird wizard. Damn. Uh, and he's a two-four. I bet he you gets play? picked on a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. You, uh, yeah. you play with the top card of your library revealed, so this had better be good. You may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery card. It is good. Now comes the best part. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your library, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. really So it's a future site, for instance, in sorceries that automatically copy it? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It's this card in Ralph's Eric, I was like, yep, okay, I am fully committed to my is it overlord now, yay, is it is it is it is it. Cause <laughs> dang son, that is awesome. And I'm gonna stay away from the whole oh you can play a time stretch and it's even better time stretch or whatever, you know, forget that, you know. You can do a lot more interesting things than that. You guys remember that blue-red uh, commander deck that I've been kicking around that's spell-based with weird cards in it? Like, uh... Maybe. The guy who... The Galvanoth and stuff like that. Just random things yeah. that care about spells. Yeah. yeah. Here's the yeah. commander. I'm glad I, like, I was working on it, and then Return to Ravnica came out, and is it? And I was like, well, damn. Now i got to wait until I get some of these cards. Well, damn. They gave me... Is he, he's legendary, right? Yep. Yeah, he's uh, there. I sort of switched. And away. he and like the other champions, he's not a mythic. He's a rare. Yeah, and that means Which, I just found my commander for that deck. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, he and would probably I'll, be the commander of my is it deck too. Yeah, and Dang then I'll man. get one, and we can have one where we all play that same card, but in completely different decks. Maybe that should well, be the, like a. The commander deck I have specifically is around to to fork. Uh, spells essentially. Dude, family show. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, dirt yeah. Me. Nothing changed while you were gone that whole you know week or whatever where you had your baby. Um, mm-hmm. No, but but yeah. <laughs> the whole week so, where you had the baby. Because that was took so, a whole week for that to happen. So Chewy and and. Dark have decks that this will go into, and I'm, you know, doing my mad scientist plotting, and Mike, of course, will be the only one that gets one, and he'll be like, yeah, okay. So, well, next time <laughs> yeah, we get together... That will be exactly what happens. Ne- next time we get together, for, the rule is everybody has to take out their Malik deck first, and we just all play them against each other. That actually doesn't sound bad. It should sound worse. We'll have to institute a not-legend rule for Melek, though. Why? Maybe. Because that would be more crazy. Duh. I guess. That's part of the challenge, is knowing when to play your guy. Uh, I got worms. Yeah, I was I was kind of disappointed um, in the... Um, oh, in, in this week's... Uh, from the lab article where he instituted that special legend rule for the match. I I think he just should have played it straight. 
and made himself work around it. Considering I have no idea what you're talking about, I will agree. Oh, this this is a preview article from um, from the lab this week, and in the the guy who's writing it, he always makes uh, two decks around um, either one card or uh, a similar theme, but they each end up going in different directions, and then he has them play against each other in a oh, best of three. I see. Yeah, and he made two Melek based uh, sixty card decks, but he decided to modify the legend rule so each of them could have one out at the same time, and I don't think he should have done that. I think it would have been better to uh, to to make to build the decks and, and make them play, so that if they wanted to get theirs, they had to get rid of the other one. Why are you hating, bro? I'm oh, just a hateful person. Like <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> there's so much potential with this card. It's just crazy. I love it. It definitely appeals to the Johnny in me. Jack said on uh, Monday Night Magic that it was not a great card. He loves it, and it's a really good card, and casual players are going to go stupid over it, and that's where I stopped listening. Because I was busy well, being a casual player going stupid over it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I always get a little, like, irked uh, at that sort of, like, oh, casual players don't, you know, do things well, so they, they're the only people that will use XYZ card. I'm never going to ever claim to be any sort of super constructed player. I have to wonder if you can get past the casting cost, if there's not some home for this guy in the more eternal formats, because the ability to go play this guy, brainstorm, copy brainstorm, set yourself up, do packs, packs, P-A-C-T-S's, um, there's so much crazy thing, Delver Homes, where, that you can do with this, and in Eternal Formats, the stuff you're doing is even crazier, and so much of it is instants and sorceries. If you've got some way to cheat them into play, I just can't imagine that there, he wouldn't make an impact. But, you know. Yeah, like if, like if you show and tell him or something. Yeah. So, yeah, so, exactly. So, and of course, everybody else will chime in and say, no, the cost is too prohibitive, blah, 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 and I get that, and I'm not being, I am being a little serious, but I'm not expecting it to happen, but someday, if it did happen, I would raise my hands and go, yes. Or just maybe put them in an Omnitel deck. Sure, why not? Sure. Now your library is also in your hand, even though it practically was before, but hey. See. See. Okay. Uh, hey, look. Scott they, is in the kitchen and he just rattled out a say, say in response. <laughs> They're bringing back the uh, guild gates and they all are going to have zoomed out art. So you, it's almost like find the guild gate. Um, like you're running the maze and like, hey, can you find the guild gate? There it is. And so it was like pointed that. out on the forums that apparently there's going to be another secret code. Yes. Yeah. Which, since we haven't gotten the rest of them yet, we don't know what it is. Because if you look at the Semic Guildgate, the M in Biomancers is raised, the IR in there, blah, 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 blah. So that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I love cute little Easter eggs like that. So what else we got? Shocklands! We talked about that already. Yes. 
So what else? What else? And the Mises End, which we talked about last week. At some point, I'll have the articles up where I talked about using them. The Mises End. Yay! So I got worms. You seem to have worms a lot. You should probably go to a doctor. Big ones. Yeah, I was kind of sad I didn't get to read this one, but you can go ahead. Oh, you can read that one. I don't care. I just read one. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) We're adults here. You just can't read anymore, ever. Well, damn. (laughs) Advent of the Worm costs uh, four. That's important. It costs one, two green, and a white. It's a rare instant. A rare instant. Put a 5-5 green worm creature token with trample onto the battlefield. This is the high-impact, constructed-worthy card that we all wished Armada Worm would turn out to be. This yeah. is the one. Advent of the Worm is the real thing. Yeah. Advent of uh, the, the Armada Worm is going to be great because it's going to be 10 power and Trample is awesome, and it just walks right into a Wrath effect. <laughs> but this is an instant. This is crazy. We're in a world where you can get four fours for three that can't be countered and go into the battlefield if they're discarded, and it's just like, blah. And so it's like, and then you can, you can get two twos, or three threes for two from Call of the Conclave, which people don't even play. Which is crazy. And now, so, alright, what's the next logical step? Well, three, four flying angels on Restoration Angel aren't quite big enough. So, <laughs> let's make it a 5-5 five, five with Trample. It's a token. So they really want Populate to be a thing. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about it because it's so freaking awesome. It just stands, it speaks for itself. You get a 5 5 trample at instant speed. That's a token, which is kind of a drawback and kind of not. Trasani says, hey. It's yeah. a rare, it's not even a mythic. It's Except kind of a drawback. It'll proliferate. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I, kind I, of a drawback in that. Uh, negate can counter it, I guess. <laughs> and, and, like, a bounce spell is a kill spell. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> yeah. What if I it mean... costs two less? <laughs> <laughs> then you're a bad... It already player. does cost two less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're looking at the answer to that question right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're all bad people. Wait, did the worms from Worm Culling have trample? No. They're just big. Well, depending, they're, they're as big as you want them to be. They don't have trample. So look, a 5-5 five five w- without trample costs 6. Mm-hmm. And that was a sorcery, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Jeez, if Worm Culling was an instant, I'd be like, I already played in most green decks that I build. It tends to wind up in, in a lot of them, especially the ADH decks. I'm like, Worm Culling, huh? Because then I'm just like, Play my lands, cast this same spell over and over again, get more and more big guys, and I've still got all my cards in my hand. And you want to make it an instant so I can do it at the end of your turn? Yeah, if, if Worm Calling uh, was instant, that's the card you'd be hearing about on Star City Open Legacy Days. <laughs> so let's not make 
calling it. I guess you could put it into a blue-green deck with Leyline of Anticipation. Uh, but <laughs> who, who plays green-blue? Certainly not the Simic. Dark's over there in the corner going, I do. <laughs> well, maybe Dark should tell us about his guild's chosen champion person. Oh, yeah. it's the champion! By the I way, was about to the, say, it did seem that there was a, a cycle of of legendary champions for each guild. Yes, mm-hmm. and there is. Alright, so Vorel of the Whole Clade is one green and a blue. He's a legendary creature, human merfolk. It's a rare, it's a 1-4. Uh, he has a ability that's for green or blue. He taps for each counter on target artifact creature or land. Put another of those counters on that permanent. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. So it's the Gilder Baron ability, except you don't have to go through all the pain in the ass of finding a way to get him tapped first. Yeah, but as a side effect, he can't do it to Planeswalkers. And let's be honest, that's probably for the best. (laughs) I mean, if you look at the things that they've been talking about lately, like they um they printed uh. The if you get a token, get two tokens instead. Enchantment that's like half of um, doubling season. Mm-hmm. Doubling season because doubling season with planeswalkers is stupid because you play it first and they come in with double the amount. Um, and then and then there's sort of effects so they're kind of working around planeswalkers a little bit. But like Mike said, you don't have to worry about how do I get this tapped to use the untap ability. Uh, and it doesn't have quite the same abuse either, where if you've got a, a tap ability to do something like uh, Glare of Subduel, you know, then you don't go tap it, tap something, untap it, blah, blah, blah. so. Uh, I love the art. Yeah, the art it's, it's really good. Fantastic. The but, flavor text is interesting, too. He uh, He says, I used to hurl rocks and eat scraps of meat burned over a fire. Look at what I've become, and tell me Simic does not hold infinite possibility. He used to be a gruel. Yeah, so he's a crossover from the from the gruel clans. Yeah, I've read the type line, and I'm like, human merfolk. And I'm at, at first, I really didn't understand what was going on there, and then I read the flavor text, and I'm like, oh my god. He's basically another crab shark fish guy. But instead of... <laughs> Dog and all no, frog. But instead of taking two, like taking these shamble shark, like taking these, you know, crocodiles and mosquitoes and blending them together, they actually took two sentient races and put them into this guy. And the fact that, again, he used to be a gruel, it's like, wow. If you think about that a little bit, yeah, it's pretty clear why he's their champion guy. So he can lose because he's not gonna win with those abilities. That he's a he's just a little guy. He's sneaky. He okay, we'll give him that. He, he but I mean, as a one four, meh. <laughs> At one four for three, horn turtle. <laughs> with death strike and first touch. <laughs> Wait. First touch. <laughs> Uh, Screw that up. <laughs> that's a, that's is that that's something you have to tell your parents about. I'm not really. I sure. need an adult. <laughs> I thought you said it like that on purpose. I did not say it like that on purpose. 
bad at this All game. Right. How long have All I been right. podcasting? So Dirk, do you, Dirk, do you like your, your cement guy? <clears throat> he doesn't seem to be like the like the the is it guy. He sounds like he could he could win in a straight up fight. The Weird. this guy, he you really have to build the deck around him so that there's lots of other creatures. Uh, it's not like it doesn't feel like he can win in a stand up fight. Is the key thing. Now that we have looked at three of the champions, these two today, and then the gruel one from last week. Mr. I've got two heads. I didn't realize, by the way, with um, the the champion with two heads, uh, that each of those names is a name for the head until I read the flavor article about him. Rurik Thar, the Unbowed. One head is named Rurik, and one name is one head's name is Thar. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, but now that we've looked at these, I have to say, part of me is sad that the champions aren't your rare for picking your guild at the pre-release because it's like, hey, you're that guild. Here's your champion. He's going to run through the maze. So part of me thinks, oh, that would have been so great. And then part of me also says, I'm so glad to not see these things all the freaking time because <laughs> that would get... Ugh. Uh, because think- because Grohl would just win every everything all day. Well, <laughs> we don't we don't know that. I'm, I'm it's looking at the six six for six that you don't you can't they can't kill without hurting a lot. It looks that way, but I mean any of these really, even the one right now, you know, the this uh, the Simic one, you play it out, you play another guy with a revolver or whatever, you start putting up counters and before you know it, that thing, you know, a six six isn't gonna do anything to it. So yeah. So any of these really <clears throat> Yeah, that would that would have been an interesting opportunity for them to keep that up. Yeah, I think they they probably made a conscious decision not to, and in this case, I'm kind of willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Um, okay, so who's got some sin? Bring out your sin. Tax. Um, That's a little weird. Collect your sin, because I'm a sin collector, or this guy is, because he's a sin collector. He's a Two one human cleric for one a white and a black, and he's an uncommon. And when he enters the battlefield, target opponent reveals his or her hand. You choose an instant or sorcery card from it and exile that card. That is a strong enters the battlefield ability. Yeah, that's good. It's exiled. We really don't want Snapcaster to get too powerful, said R&D. But how do we fix it, said another R&D person. I know. <laughs> Let's do stuff. Hell yeah, stuff. I'm not sure... Huh. I don't know how much... What? I don't know how much play this guy will actually see. Um, I think he's pretty good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it, it will be um sideboard for... Matches against control. Those human reanimator decks with Angel of Glory's Rise are good, and they're already white and black anyway. This, this, this would be good for that. It's like, hey, yeah, you know that removal spell you were saving to stop my combo? No. Yeah. And You're not getting that one. Takes out, um, Sphinx's Revelation takes out, uh, Abrupt Decay. Lingering souls, and it takes their lingering souls so they don't even get to flash it back. Counter spells. Yeah, right. 
it does not take care of Restoration Angel or Thragtusk, but by now you got to figure out ways to do that. <laughs> but but you're playing black and white, so you'll figure something out. It does take out, like, um, I'm very all right, or the dredge, like, those sorts of stuff to set them up, so. Yep. Yeah, so, wait, is that it? That's it, for now. For some reason, I thought there was one more. Bad at this game. Oh, that one's not official, that's why. Okay. <laughs> Word, then. So I guess we should final thoughts it. I suppose so. Yeah. So, final thoughts, Mike? Uh, final thoughts. I can't remember. Have I mentioned on the show about Thomas and I playing Tibble vs. Soren? No. Okay. So, uh, Thomas came over to visit one weekend. That was a weekend that Brian invited me to FNM, but I couldn't go. Yes, you did tell us about this. I, to- I-, I talked about Soren vs. Tibble. Uh, you talked about your brother coming over. And I mentioned that I wasn't able to go to Friday Night Magic that week myself. Okay, so what was the answer to my actual question? Did I talk about Soren versus Tibble? I'm trying to remember. It's been a, it's been a week. I have had other things. Uh, let's, assume no. let's assume anyway, no. Let's assume so, so Send us an email if you heard this once already. <laughs> Hurry before I keep talking. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, we did that, and, and what we usually do for for dual decks is uh, we play two best of three matches. You know, we we play one, and then we switch decks, and we play another best of three match. And for Sworn versus Tibble, we only ended up playing five games, which means there was one deck that only won one time. Oh. Can you guess which deck only won one of the five games? Sorin. I was gonna say Tibble. What do you think, Dark? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I got two babies. I don't give a damn. <laughs> the black-white deck or the black-red deck? Well, anyway. Not uh, red. <laughs> uh, Brian, Not Brian has the right idea on this one. The Soren deck only won one time. And that was only because Thomas, playing the Tybalt deck, missed one fiddly little play that involved a card that was in his graveyard, and he just didn't see the play. And uh, the Soren deck won with just being at one life. But yeah, that that was the only game out of the five that we played that the Soren deck actually won. Because all of the creatures in the Soren deck, all of the creatures that make the Soren deck's win condition, are extremely vulnerable to Tybalt's removal, which also can be part of Tibble's win condition. Yeah. So it's really, wa- really difficult. I was watching, um, Star City did an event, when, uh, did um, a show, a video, when the decks came out where Todd Anderson and I think BBD, Brian, uh, um, I'm not, yeah, I think it was them, unboxed it and played it and I think Todd was playing Soren and BBD was playing Tibble, and it was like every time it's like I've got so much rem- the the Tibble deck had so much removal, and the Soren deck just didn't seem to be able to draw anything. There was in the last game, the um the Tibble player like kept a one lander and just kept drawing stuff to blow up or getting enough lands to just. Blow that up, blow that up, play Sulfuric Vortex, blow that up, blow that up. They actually did have an error where on um, 
uh, on turn four, he played something um, to to blow something up, and then um, played a uh, for two mana, which is incorrect. Played a uh, the uh, blow up the blow up all the creatures unless somebody lets you know breaking point. Yeah, he played a breaking point, which cost three, uh, but. After so many Punisher cards, um, Todd had lost so much life that it was like sulfuric vortex. Uh, hmm. But no, like the the sword deck only won one time, and it was the longest drawn out, like almost died sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, so your experience was pretty much the same as that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, when I when I had the sword deck, I just felt completely helpless. And like I said, I was totally going to lose that one game where Thomas just didn't notice one of the cards in his graveyard. Uh-huh. Devil's Play or something? Um, I think it had to do with... Uh, he he chose he chose the wrong creature to animate with Torrent of Souls. Oh. And that affected his damage output for that turn. And I ended up being at one after everything was said and done instead of zero. Gotcha. Whereas if he had picked the correct creature... You would have died. Yeah. Okay. Well, Soren's still cooler in. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. I, I remembered I, that I probably didn't share that story, so I wanted to go ahead and tell it. Fair enough. So who's next? Uh, Jerk, do you want to go next? Or do you want me to go next? You can go next. Okay, well, um, I think I mentioned last week that we had our house in the market for three weeks, and then we got an offer, and we countered, and they accepted the counter offer, and so we sold our house, and the the date is is it's going to close in May. Well, a week after that, we made an offer on another house, and they came back and made a counter, and we accepted that. So. Now, as long as all the loans and everything go through in May, we're going to be closing on our house and closing on a new house in the same day. And, whew, <laughs> crazy. But we've, we've been Because Brian cool. and Carrie are just hardcore like that. We are hardcore like that. We are hardcore lucky is what it is. Some people are in the market forever. Mm-hmm. And then we were put in this situation where we needed to have another house to go to. And we didn't want to just pick any old house. We wanted one where Sam could grow up, where it was the right fit for us. And, oh, look, here's a really great house at a really great price in a really great neighborhood just for you. And we're like, thanks, universe. This is pretty cool. So, yay, good things. So, yay, good things. Yay, good things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they end. But not for me. Wow. Wow, uh, that's that's actually asking for it. So no, I'm 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 good and humble and yay, thank you. Dirk. Um thing about babies, I'm sure. Yeah. So with the I've been trying to mull through how in the world I'm gonna be able to do this you know, this this week and next week. Chelsea has uh she made the decision that she wanted to go and and sort of get a chance to get go out and and have some people help her watch the kids and everything while we're adjusting to having, you know, a new baby and everything. And so this week, you know, she's with her her grandparents. She'll be back tomorrow. And then 
next week she's going to be with her sisters. She's going to spend time with her sisters. And uh, after that, I'm I'm curious to see how, what we're going to come up with in order to, to continue to allow me to be on the podcast and continue to do all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably what's going to end up happening is in my thoughts, and again, this may or may not happen at all. Um, is that probably for the first little bit of it, we'll do the, the intro stuff, and then I'll probably have to step away for a little bit so we can do bedtime and everything. Uh-huh. But like I said, it's just been one of those things I've been mulling around in my head, along with you know all the, the teaching stuff and some summer school and everything else that's been kind of going through my head at this point. Oh, fun, fun. I don't feel so busy anymore. At least you're not moving. No, new kids. That's the the we had actually talked about moving, but that's you know putting the house on the market, not moving or anything like that, but potentially putting the house on the market in about two years. Mm-hmm. So hopefully by the time I'm getting out of grad school is when that will will occur. Yeah. But that that's that, sort of a thought. We're and again it we're we're. It's one of those ideas we're feeling around to see what we see what's going on and, and everything, but that's oh, yeah. sort of the the thought as well. So everything is subject to change at all times. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, sir. Do what? I said congratulations. Thank you, sir. We're really and, they, glad. and and I do want to say that I don't know if I've been on since it's. This has all been a whirlwind and everything as well. Is that um, Chewy did send me a text that. Uh, around the time the baby was born, and everything is that everyone was giving me congrats and everything, and I and I do want to let all the listeners know that I very much appreciate every, all the thanks and everything you guys do, and it's it's very humbling when Chewie sent that to me. I was like, wow. Yes. Yeah, I, I feel very humbled by it. I didn't even know <clears throat> that you that that you had had the kid because I was on the way to Pittsburgh, and I get to Pittsburgh and. I'm doing Pittsburgh things, and then the, on Saturday, someone goes, I don't even remember who, so Dirk had the kid, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and they were like, well, it's on Facebook. I was like, what? So I pull up Facebook, and I'm like, holy crap, Dirk had the kid, yay! And I say it to Twitter, hey, everyone, Dirk had the second kid, yay! And I, my phone kept going, ba-da-link, 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 and it, they were uh, Twitter notifications of people going, yay, congrats to Dirk, and all of that, and it just, ba-da-link, ba-da-link, and I'm like, okay, phone. <laughs> Thank you. I, I know you love Dirk. Shut up. <laughs> but my phone did not shut up. Yeah. But but again, it's it's one of those things that it's a very joyous thing. It's one of those things that you know it's I, I it having having another son and having another uh, person to to bring in this world. It's it's a very joyful thing. And then on top of that, to to hear that. You know, the community's been you know, sent congratulations and everything of that sort. Like I said, Chewie sent that. <clears throat> and I, and I, afterwards, I had to just take a moment and be like, wow. The, the, the community really does, you know, that they, they really do follow and they appreciate and, you know, that they, they congrat and we, we pat each other on the backs when good things happen. And, you know, that's the one wonderful thing about this community and, and the people who listen to the Manipool and, and all this is that it, it's, it really does make you wonder, you know, if, if people like us were the ones ruling the world, how much simpler and how much easier things would be. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like, you know, this community, we congratulate, we're, we're 
legitimately happy for each other when stuff happens, you know, and that's not how it is in the real, you know, in everyday world. And so, like I say, it was very humbling to to get that, and and I say thank you to everyone. Well, and we're just glad that you and Chelsea are happy and safe and healthy, and Leighton's happy and safe and healthy, and mostly. Oh, happy. and let me tell you, the Trevor has, you know, we were really worried that there was going to be this animosity that now the baby's getting all the attention, but I have Chelsea and I again. We do a lot of talking, we do a lot of planning. And in that, we were like, okay, you take care of him, I will take care of Trevor, and we'll just tag team and everything. And I have been blessfully surprised to find that Trevor actually wants Leighton to sit with him and mm-hmm. wants to be around Leighton. And again, it's one of those things like, oh, thank goodness, this is, this is <laughs> one of those happy things, because we were really worried that he was just going to be, he was going to push the baby out, he was going to be like, mine, and, and be, you know, very possessive of his stuff, and he is not. He's he's actually been like he's actually been, been pointing at Leighton and, and like like saying, he, "I want him to sit beside me. We're gonna watch Super Y. And I want him to be beside me." Aww, that sort of thing. So that's disgusting. <laughs> the pictures are on Facebook. <laughs> that's even more disgusting. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my Yay. So three through trample and the one one uh, with uh, trample and evolve are getting along. Yes. <clears throat> no, that uh, the Leighton didn't you say he was like nine pounds and three ounces? Nine pounds three ounces. He was he was a little bit bigger than than Trevor was. Yeah, but I think right this was like his. Go ahead. Yeah, right now he's like I don't. He really would be a one one with with evolve right now because I have no idea what's going to happen to him. I, I don't know if even you know tag team three, champions of the world. I don't know if even <laughs> three three with trample is really like. I feel like maybe this was an earlier spoil of advent of the worm. You know, just a couple weeks a couple weeks early. Are you trying to say they're going to populate? That, that uh, uh, late the populate. Yeah, I'm just, I was gonna say I think you already did. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Chewy, yay! What's up? <clears throat> what? Your, your turn now. Oh right, I forgot we were still on the show. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were all just sitting around shooting the breeze. This is awesome. Is you baby or can you baby? <laughs> did you have you kid? I think the other question would be, should you kid? And in my case, no, no. I should not. Oh, don't worry, I tied your tubes while you were asleep. Oh, sweet. So, do I, I have any? lost plenty. Not the way I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll like this irresponsible surgery. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's brilliant. Uh... <clears throat> Can't think of any sort of final thoughty stuff. Uh, You're not required to have one. Like I said earlier, they put a bunch of uh, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim stuff on uh, Netflix. So the last few nights have been do stuff, do stuff, do stuff, go out and watch. Like last night, uh, we did Monday Night Magic, and I went out and I record. I watched an episode of Johnny Bravo, <laughs> an episode of Dexter's Lab, and then an episode of Metalocalypse. Mike, the first season of Metalocalypse is on there. <laughs> awesome. Tell me when they get, um, what is that, Magus XR or Magus 
That was the giant robot. The giant robot out of cars and stuff? What? Never mind. I'll find it and I'll let you know what it is. Nope. If it was something I didn't recognize, then I didn't notice it. If that makes any sense. Yes. So, like Chowder was on there. And I'm like, what the hell is Chowder? What is this Adventure Time cartoon people keep talking about? I don't know. It is, it is, it's for stoners. <laughs> oh, okay. That explains it a lot. It is, the, 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 the uh, uh, let's see, what is it? Adventure Time and regular show are totally for stoners. I'm not saying that if you like the show, you're a stoner. What I'm saying is if you are a stoner, you like the show. <laughs> I think I get the feeling that I, I haven't seen episodes of either yet, but I get the feeling that if I were to see an episode, it would be kind of like my first experience watching an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> exactly. Aqua Teen Hunger Force is... Uh, is is on there too, by the way. But I but I definitely came to appreciate Aqua Teen Hunger Force over the years. Yeah, I I, I can watch it, but I can't really appreciate it. I don't think. But um, dang, what else have I been doing? Oh, so well, I guess I said this on Monday Night Magic, but real quick, I saw the new GI Joe. It was I, and it was fun. Whatever. Was it better than the last one? Uh, it's hard to answer that question. Okay. And I saw the the remake of Evil Dead. And, eh, <laughs> it had uh, it had some interesting callbacks to the originals, you know, <laughs> like sound effects and you know story elements and stuff like that. But if it hadn't been named the Evil Dead and had those in it, it would just be another generic horror movie. Like, yeah. I just didn't. I'm I'm really excited to go see uh, Jurassic Park in 3D though. Me and Scott, or me and Hot Girl at work, or all three of us are gonna go see this and love it, love it. Yeah, because that's already known to be a good movie. I mean, no, it's a great movie. <laughs> that that that'll always be a, a a really good movie. When when Scott and I went to see Evil Dead, actually, he went to the bathroom mm-hmm. first, and the bathroom is right next to the theater where Jurassic Park was playing. And he came out shaking his head, and I'm like, "What?" He goes, well, "Now I got to go see Jurassic Park in 3D." I was like, "Well, we already bought the ticket." And he's like, "What? No." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" He said, "Well, because they had the music, or they had the, the volume cranked up real, real loud, and I heard the music." And I was like, "Oh." And he goes, "And it was the part where they do move in herds." I'm like, "You could tell that from the music." And he just looked at me, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'd be able to tell that from the music too." <laughs> And for all of you youngsters that don't know what we're talking about, you should go see Jurassic Park. I'm just saying. It's true. If somehow, like, <clears throat> he pointed out what year it was. It's the freaking 20-year anniversary. I remember... Ah. Yeah, I remember going on a, using finger quotes, date with uh, Megan Boyd, who was blonde and hot, uh, to see this in theaters. And my old man went, took us and sat, you know, three or four rows back. And... <laughs> I think then we went to McDonald's because we was, were twelve and that was freaking awesome. <laughs> I was I was twelve as well, or or end of eleven, beginning of twelve. And my parents were like, "All right, it's PG thirteen. You have to wait." And I'm like, "Man, oh come on!" <laughs> oh, you so you saw it after the rating changed. When it was first in theaters, it was for the first couple weeks it was PG. Really? Yeah. Because that's the reason I was able to go see it with some of my friends from school because I was like eight or nine years old. And then later, the rating changed to PG-13. No, I, I remember 
it, it was PG-13, so my parents wouldn't let me watch it. Now, this is kind of interesting, because, like, a, a couple of years later, when Mortal Kombat, the movie, came out, um, my grandmother and grandfather were in town watching us, because my parents were out on vacation, and they said they would take us to the movie theater. So my grandfather took my brother and sister to some other movie, and I was like, let's go see this movie, Mortal Kombat. And I went and saw it with my grandmother, and by the end of it, my grandmother was like, this is an awful movie, and it's full, full of pointless killing. And I'm like, but they're saving the world. She's like, Brian. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. That's nothing to do with Jurassic Park, but that's a story I've always wanted to tell people, and I haven't found enough excuses. <laughs> so, Sold. Jurassic Park is the only movie I have seen more than three times in the theaters. Holy I have God. never, I have never had the interest to see a movie more than three times in the theaters. That was the only one that I've seen more than three times in the theaters. Was it four or was it like seven? It was like four. Okay. But uh, yeah, it was it was one that I saw in theater, saw at a drive-in because that's when drive-ins were still open at the time, and then I saw it two more times uh, in theaters somewhere along the lines. But I have never watched another movie that many times in theaters. Nice. Oh wait, wait, wait. There's something I gotta look up. Hang on. Uh, 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 um, um, um. I'm pretty sure I remember. See, here we go. So, hey guys. Yes. Is it on Trek News? It is on Trek News, of course. Load faster! Damn you, interwebs! I'm not a Star Trek fan. Am I going to find this interesting? Mm, probably not. So, on April 25th, in select theaters across the country, the best of both worlds, the uh, Star Trek mm. The Next Generation two-episode thing. Was that the end of season three and the beginning of season four? Something like that, yeah. Or four and five, something <clears throat> like that. Uh, Arguably the best episodes of Star Trek. Well, it's funny you say that, because on April 25th, the best of both worlds is going to be shown in theaters across the nation as a single event. That is great. Yes. Mm. And they're going to give you some of the, a glimpse of some of the behind-the-scenes special features that are going to be on the Blu-ray uh, release of Best of Both Worlds and the complete Season 3 Blu-ray release. So look that up if you're at all interested, if you're a Star Trek fan, or if you're just a good story fan, because he is Locutus of Borg, and you will respond to his questions. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. But anyway... I saw mom and I saw that uh, when we went to see uh, GI Joe, and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> she was like, "What?" I was like, "Mom, you remember this?" She's like, "No." Holy crap! And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and so that that will be no, that is not it. There's one more thing that I wanted to throw out, uh, a bit of a life lesson for everyone. Uh, when you meet someone new, try, please, promise me, everybody, you're all. You'll listen to us, so you're all really awesome, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Try to give everyone you meet a chance. For a second, I thought you were about to give some other piece of advice, but keep going. 
<laughs> were you about to be dirty? You were about to be dirty, weren't you? I'm sorry. Keep going. Right in the pooper. <laughs> you meet someone new. <laughs> That's awful. But no, no, no. Just don't don't focus on what makes us different. Focus on, on the good things and the fun things and who said person is as a person. Don't don't throw the, well, they don't like the same things I like. Or, well, they don't believe the same things I do. Because there's no telling what you'll miss out by having those those opinions. Like, the four of us, other than our love of magic and occasional love of video games, mm-hmm. we are vastly different people. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. we are not similar, <clears throat> as similar as you might think by listening to us. <laughs> and it was... Well, it was the, the game of magic that brought us all together and continues to keep us together, which uh, is awesome. But if we didn't have magic, then we probably wouldn't be friends. At least not good friends. You know, after college, we all would have actually lost track of each other, like you do. And our lives would actually all be lesser because of it, except for uh, probably Dirk, who would probably be better off. But <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I actually <laughs> It would, it, it, would, it, would, it would come out even for Dirk. Dirk, it would come out even. Yeah. <laughs> I almost certainly would have run away to Mexico by now. <laughs> so, oh, so you and I would have uh, bumped into each other again then, so that's good. Mexico's a big place. I wouldn't count on it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I just wanted to give a little bit of life advice there to everybody. That... Uh, you don't don't go. Well, we're not the same, so I don't want to talk to you anymore. Don't do that. That's awful. Yeah, never never burn bridges in terms of of people that you meet and know and everything like that, because you never know who how that person will turn out. You it's know, in- true. I uh, these random couple of guys that I worked with at a job who were all right, you know, they were pretty cool. Whatever. Uh, we we. We could have been not, you know, friendly and just work together and whatnot. And but because we're all friendly people, even though we're the three of us, well, me and those two guys were vastly different. We still hung out after work every once in a while, and you know, we're all cool and whatnot. And they ended up getting me uh, the last job I had, which was not a good job, but it turns out it was a better job <laughs> than what I currently have because I was making all kinds of money and actually had some control over my destiny, whereas now I have a crap job that pays me a nickel an hour. So <laughs> and it's and, and it's because we were we were boys at work that they thought of me and got me the other job. So, you know, you never know. Right, Scott? Not never. So with that, this has been episode uh two seventy five of the Mana Pool. Thank you all very much for listening and uh go play some magic. I saw the art for when I saw the new art for Tessa, it kind of bugged me because if you go back and look at the character design from her original art and you look at what this new art looks like, it's like either she was very, very young, like much younger than we thought in the first Ravnica, and and since then she's matured, or in the intervening span of time, she's gone to the Simic for aftermarket parts. <laughs> Because for for the, for there to be such a drastic physical difference in 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 the way she 
looks and the way she's she's put in art, that, that kind of bugs me to see that big difference. <laughs> and I know it's weird to hear me complain about boobs, but still, it's just a drastic change. 